Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay, jury, daily.com. Nailed it. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's your old pal, Justin Robert Young, joining you yet again from Oakland, California, for another episode of the Jury Daily Podcast, Wednesday, hump day. Oh, yeah. Let's get right into the news, huh? it is the holiday season and people like to buy big gifts, including televisions, which are always a huge part of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday season. However, according to uh, KBAK, Fox Bakerfield, the FBI is warning consumers about smart TVs in a message posted before the Thanksgiving holiday on an FBI field office website states that televisions that have built-in cameras can be used for facial recognition, making them vulnerable to hackers. Of course, many people might not know that that's a thing that can happen. And indeed, if your television has a camera on it, as most laptops do, it is vulnerable. Somebody could hack into it and see you. Now, I used the way I used to handle stories like this was I used to be like, well, duh. Everyone knows this. This is the trade-off. This is the, I mean, yes, your your Echo can listen to you. Yes, your laptop can spy on you. Yes, you can be monitored via GPS from your phone. Duh, I thought we all understood these problems when you got the devices. But the 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 idea of ad targeting and Facebook scraping data and selling your data is something that shocked everybody so much that now I I don't take that for granted. I think people are legitimately surprised by this kind of stuff. Aside from the fact that I hate it when people are like, this is Orwellian. This is 1984. But a television that listens to you <laughs> and you can't fully turn off, you can only turn the volume down, is literally 1984. Like, that's not an allegory. That is an actual device that was in that book. News! Would you like a side of beats with that? That's a ridiculous premise, and one that will never happen. But it could happen to you because there's a French fry shortage on the horizon. Blech, hate this story. Bloomberg has reported Monday that cold weather and the impact of Hurricane Dorian have damaged potato crops in the United States and Canada. And that means that smaller spuds and pressure on suppliers for French fry processors, according to Bloomberg. 
The U.S. Department of Agriculture is estimating that domestic potato output will drop 6.1% this year, its lowest level since 2010. Iowa, the, or sorry, Idaho. Who the hell? All right. Idaho, the nation's top potato producer, is expected to see a harvest fall 5.5%. The United Potato Growers of Canada forecast that's about 18% of Manitoba's planted area was left unharvested, according to Bloomberg, and the province is the country's second largest potato grower. Now, the reason why I hate this story isn't because it's not true. I'm sure it is. But there's no way that we are going to see the effects. This is literally just there for talk radio. And for me, who has to find three stories every day and then got so lazy doing it that he just started relying exclusively on the amazing people in his Discord. So you want to know what? I, I, You all should get French fries. I want to buy you all French fries. Is there a way that I can buy people French fries? Can I just Postmates? Is that weird if I'm just like, hey, give me your address. I'm going to Postmates French fries to your house. <laughs> I mean, that is a bit of an invasion of privacy. What if I could combine that with the 1984 story? And next thing you know, as soon as I detect a grumbling in your tumbly, I, I could just have French fries right there for you. We can both hold hands as we ride this roller coaster to a French fryless hell. News! The way that we know our heroes are indeed human and not myth is by understanding their mortality, which is why, with a heavy heart, I read the following sentence. Willie Nelson has revealed that he has stopped smoking marijuana due to health concerns. He went on to say that the habit almost killed him. The 86-year-old U.S. magician has canceled a number of shows in recent years after breathing issues. And during a conversation with Houston's KSAT... He discussed giving up weed. He said, I've abused my lungs quite a bit in the past, so breathing has been a little bit more difficult these days, and I have to be careful. I started smoking cedar bark, went from that to cigarettes to whatever, and that almost killed me. Now, obviously, Willie Nelson can do whatever the hot hell he wants, and I would never tell a music legend, let alone one of the true outlaw icons of this, our American story, that he should or shouldn't do anything. And his health, of course, comes first because any more moments that we get with Willie will indeed be precious. However, I will say this. Earlier this year, I gave up smoking weed along with drinking for sober January. Which, God damn it, I guess is right around the corner. When I stopped smoking weed, I had the most visceral memorable dreams I've ever had in my entire life. So I think it's reasonable to assume that Willie Nelson is right now when he lays his head to rest, glimpsing the future, if not trans-dimensional <laughs> concepts and ideas. He is living between the walls of realities. King of the multiverse. Willie Nelson. Emails. See, 
look, we brought back emails. Jury Daily is where you send me an email. Go ahead and hit me up whenever you have a chance. Boy, are we loaded to bear on High Thoughts. So High Thoughts coming back with a vengeance tomorrow. But first, Lucinda Lubintube writes, You can buy musicians' earplugs on Amazon or in a local instrument shop. It is the tits for going out and not wrecking your hearing on too loud, shitty bar music. That is a good life tip. One of our most prolific Jerry Stories contributors, Sunbun, writes, Who is Mr. Wacky and why is he deserving of any applause? I've actually gotten this email a couple times. There was a point where I was still recording the longer form version of the Jerry show live on the internet, and somebody had submitted a very awkward morning television show segment wherein a character named Mr. Wacky appeared from behind an inflatable bounce house, and the uh, reporter said, oh, give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, and nobody applauded. And I thought it was so funny that now I've tacked it on without context into this show. So that's the source of please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. And finally, M. Hump writes, I swear to God I'm not racist. I'm just so amazed at how many around me are. Sure, the thought of Julia Roberts' as Harriet is laughable and to many disgraceful. It just doesn't hold much weight when turned around. George Washington, a black man, and Alexander Hamilton, a Hispanic man. How many movies have been remade with different race cast, or for that matter, an all-female cast? Just think if they did that the other way. Whoa, Nelly, that just wouldn't float. Just recently, I've noticed that the blonde-eyed, blue-eyed uh, heroine of Dr. Sleep is now a young black girl. Nick Fury, Captain Marvel, Ghostbusters, Ronald DeShane of the Dark Tower. What if they did a remake of Sanford and Son the way they remade Annie? Or Charlie's Angels, the way they remade Ocean's 8. I don't think that that would float, do you? I know, Tom Hanks is George Washington Carver. What a hoot. Oh, well, hi-ho. So, I, I think the big issue here is the fact that this is about Hollywood. And not necessarily about how people react to it. Now, hear me out. The reason why you see casting for, you know, a black roles in, in white or black actors in white roles, stuff like that, or Hispanic or female is in my mind, a reaction to the idea that there are not a ton of great roles that get produced for that segment of the population. So subbing them into bigger projects is a way to do it. Now, Part of this is also the tricky idea of the zero-sum, everybody's-got-to-be-everyone's-best-friend nature of Hollywood. But I, I think we can all agree that Hollywood screwed up. Hell, Hollywood thinks that Hollywood screwed up. So I think we take these things a little too seriously whenever we take it beyond that realm. Like, I thought that the, the Ghostbusters reboot was absolute trash. I thought it was very bad. I didn't think it was very bad because of the cast. It was a poorly written movie where the characters didn't land. And would I rather have seen that cast in an original movie or in a version of the Ghostbusters that was a little bit more faithful to the ideas by which the uh, made the original so great? Yeah, I would. But Hollywood's bad. The note here is, blame Hollywood. The fact that somebody wanted Julia Roberts to be Harriet Tubman... It's a dumb idea. 
because of Hollywood. All right, that's it. I would like to thank our producers, the Gen Nonspecific, Rock and Roll, Martian Steven, Will, James the OG Brito, Will, and Chris. Again, email me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young. Join our Discord at bit.ly slash jury discord. I want to thank Puck for getting us the Willie Nelson weed story. I would also like to thank Rooster Bat for getting us the French fry story. And Rooster Bat again for the televisions are spying on you story. Until tomorrow, friends, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying, please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, please don't Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>